See? Oh my god. A crown. <laughs> <laughs> Have you worn that yet? Not yet, because you know. I gotta wait till my hair's all the way done and there's oh, gonna right. be a photo shoot involved. It's gonna be a whole <laughs> Is that your new headshot? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, oh, I am. Like, oh, he really is gay. Yeah, <laughs> and the king of Las Vegas <laughs> comedy. That's what they need to know. Everything bothers him. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I decided to save this one as a little bit of a palate cleanser because I knew everything that I was talking about at that time was probably a little too heavy to drop this one in. Everybody wanted the gossip. For anybody that wants the update on what's going on with that other situation. I'm still waiting on the restraining order to come through, and I don't really have an update outside of that. Thankfully, I haven't heard anything, and hopefully it just stays that way. That's what I want, is just for it to stay that way. As far as this episode goes, we talk about some heavy stuff on this one, but you see the way that we take it, so I hope you guys will take it the same way. When it comes to the two comedians that she talks about at one point, I just want you guys to know, I do actually know who those two comedians are, and that's between her and them. I don't feel like it's my place to jump in and out anybody or say who it was she was talking about, and it really doesn't matter. The only thing I would say to those two comedians, because I do know them, but you know, the only thing I would say is that just be a little more gentlemanly in your actions. And I know we all have our moments as guys where we're not the most gentlemanly, but sometimes you have to think about the way the other person thinks. So maybe keep that in mind. And I know that everybody thinks I just say everything, but here's a secret for you guys. I only expose on my podcast probably about 10% of what I know. Usually I know a lot more about the things I talk about and the people I talk about. And they know that, you know, even if these particular two comics don't know I'm talking about them, even though I'm sure they will. But, you know, like when it comes to a lot of the people I talk about, they know, even though they'll act like Ty just says everything. It's like, no, I don't. I really don't say everything, because if I did say everything, people would hear a lot more. This was actually recorded four or five weeks ago. So when she talks about the date she, that she's going to be doing, that isn't the most current stuff. Obviously, those dates have passed. So... It is what it is. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's a break from what you've been getting. I know everybody usually thinks the opposite of my life. Like people think that most of my life is like the other videos I put up, which is the drama and all that stuff. But this is closer to my actual life and I hope you guys enjoy it. So let me know what you think down in the comments. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Let's get to it. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. What's up, everybody? Tyra Vera here, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. I'm still not doing a full head toss because I'm not feeling as stiff as I was, but I don't want to push it. I am not a spring chicken to be running around here whipping my head back and forth. I'm not Willow Smith. That is not happening. But welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right. It's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. My co-host Snoopy Bijou is not having a whimsies alligator, not having a whimsies alligator because meh, 
We just don't feel like it. I get the feeling that she doesn't want one right now. I'll test it afterwards. But anyway, Whimsy's Alligators, the never-to-be sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. But we still give them a shout-out, and we still put our Amazon affiliates link down below in the description box. So if you need anything from Amazon, click that link and start to shopping. Um, also... Carla's homemade salsa. I'm still in love with Carla's homemade salsa. I just got back from Phoenix and I didn't have any Carla's with me and my parents hadn't bought any Carla's and I was not having it. So Carla, be expecting an order from the parents. If anybody wants to try Carla's salsa, it really is as good as I'm always saying. My friends will hit me up private message and be like, is it really that good? And I'm like, yes, bitch. What are you bugging me for? Of course it's that good. I wouldn't shout it out all the time. Trust me. I don't have time to be shouting out things that I don't like unless it's for a lot of money, a lot of money. That's me asking the universe to send me a sponsor that I don't like that has a lot of money. Anyway, today... We have a guest in the building. We had her on before. Last time you guys loved her, even though you didn't love me laughing all the time. I know, Botherinos, you have a problem with me having joy in my heart. But we are having a guest today, and she is somebody that I like very much. It is Claire. Good golly, Miss Holly. Hello, Claire. Hi, Ty. I, I, won't, I won't giggle. Uh, it's not you. <laughs> they, nobody complained about you giggling. <laughs> People were just like, you know, you're laughing the whole time. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm happy. Oh, the chomos liked my sweet little girl giggle. Oh, the chomos. <laughs> They're not on this podcast. You got to <laughs> go to Alex Ansel for that. <laughs> He's got him on lock. He lives with the king. <laughs> the king chomo. Yeah, he lives with king chomo himself. So let them do it. You go on that podcast if you want to. Get the chomo market, which I don't blame you if you decide that that's the way you're going. <laughs> I, think I don't I'm know. I'm a little old for them. You think? Yeah. Well, yeah. You're gross to them. <laughs> They're yeah, like, she's an old lady. <laughs> it's like she's 22. 22. She's on her way to the grave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's way too old. That's disgusting. How dare oh, you? Oh, she gets her period. Whoa. <laughs> no What's <next>? menopause. <laughs> yeah. No room for that. No room for that around the Chomo camp. But yeah, so I decided to have Claire back on because if you guys don't know, Claire has decided that she can't stand me anymore. And where other comics on the Las Vegas scene will decide that they can't stand me and they do nothing about it, Claire was like, you know what? I've got options. I'm not a poor girl. I'll move to another city. I'll go to Chicago. Midwest sounds great. That's how far away I need to be from Ty Rivera. So um, she's leaving to Chicago. When do you leave, Claire? Uh, September 8th. September 8th. September 8th. And why do you hate me so much? Um, you know, it's a mixture of the drama. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not really a Chihuahua fan. What? Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> i just kidding. I was going to say everything else is all right, but beige. It's, it's and beige. I don't want to get racial, but a big factor. No, I'm oh, my God. I don't know what's worse, the Native American or the Mexican, you know? That's the Mexican for sure. <laughs> Trust me. As a Mexican, I'm telling you, it is the Mexican. <laughs> don't kid yourself, Claire. <laughs> don't. Let's not play each other here. But yeah, so you're going back, so you're going to Chicago, because you, you, like, set up your timeline. You were, you're from Vegas originally. I'm from Vegas, and like, when I was a senior in high school, I was like, I want to move to Chicago. Um, I wasn't, no, when I was a junior in high school, that's when I decided I wanted to live in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, 
because at that point in time, I was really into music and they have a really good music scene there. I'm not a musician, but I did music photography. Yeah. Um, but then senior year, I started doing stand up and um, I started in Vegas. So I stayed in Vegas for the first couple of years. And then I went to Chicago in 2020, March 2020, right before the shutdown. Yeah. And um, I started going to school out there. And I well, was when you say right before the shutdown, that's right before the it shutdown. Was right before, it was a week before the shutdown. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't pay attention to news. I don't care. It's not my business. Same. So when I got there, my dad was like warning me before I left. And I was like, not my business, whatever. <laughs> yeah, old people are always worried. <laughs> I would have been the same way when yeah. I was 22. Like, uh, shut up. <laughs> I was like, I already have my ticket. So. <laughs> yeah. It looks like I'm going. So yeah. stop with the tricks. You're yeah. not going to keep me here. I get it. Daddy's little girl. Yeah. You want me home? No. <laughs> whatever. You made, my dad made up COVID probably. Just yeah. He's, he's behind it all. <laughs> <laughs> if my dad wanted me to stay in Vegas so bad, he would give one of his single lawyer friends my phone number well so. yeah if he wanted me in vegas so bad he'd give <laughs> one of his single lawyer friends my number <laughs> i'm beginning to think your dad doesn't want me in vegas um but yeah i moved there in 2020 um and i started going to school out there i started working on my degree um but i was having a really bad with the riots and the Chicago winter and COVID and the lockdown and stuff. It was really bad for my mental. Yeah. So I decided like last minute I called my dad and I was like, I need to come home. Like I need to. And that was in November of 2020. Wow. You stuck it out though. I stuck it out. I was on the verge. You can ask. I was texting my friends. I was texting Garrett Hall. I was like, I'm going to kill myself if I don't come home right now. No. <laughs> it was yeah. Bad. Um, so I came back and I'm doing pretty good. I still am doing pretty good. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be back in Vegas. And I was like, I'll finish my degree in Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went to the school. And because while I love stand-up comedy, I also am very high maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've discussed this. I know. You so, want actual money. I want actual money. Um, and so I went to the school out in Vegas and they didn't accept any of the credits I've already taken. So I would have to start my degree all over again. Because you were going for what? Dental hygiene. Okay. Yeah. And so I would have to start my degree all over again. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I'm like, it would be easier just to move back to Chicago. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And here's the thing is, it's only another at most two years so once you get what it what would the term be certified is that what happens with it's a degree it's a associate's degree but okay so once you get your degree then you can take it anywhere or do you have to like i think i would have to like complete a test in the states i want to be in but that's easy enough yeah but the schooling part you don't have to do over again oh, no, once no, you no. all right well then yeah that makes sense and um like is that something you really want to do or is it just something to do it's just something to do <laughs> yeah yeah, I get um, it. What I really want to do is stand up. But while I'm working at that, I want money. So yeah, I chose a degree that doesn't take too much time and pays good enough. Okay. Yeah, I get it. That yeah. makes sense. Well, you're a smart person and you'll figure it out. And plus, you're young enough. Like, you know, I think the, they used to say the average or recently said the average 
person will change careers five times in their life. Is that what it is? Oh, I've probably changed it already seven times. You know how many licenses I have? To me, that's a good thing because it's like if you figure things out and you're like, okay, I want to do something else. And then you're willing to take that step and you're actually willing to do what you have to do to make that happen. Whether you like it or not doesn't really matter. You know, like for me, life is about getting experiences. And so the more experiences you have, the more you're going to be prepared for stand up, the more, you know, like you'll have more to draw from. So I, I think, you know, that's a good thing that you're actually proactive in your life and you know yourself well enough to know right now I'm not going to be able to support myself or sustain myself on stand-up wages because right. a lot of comics aren't even that self-aware or that aware no. of what it what it you know what you make when you're starting out in stand-up yeah and then they're wondering why they're not happy and it's like because you're not doing anything yeah that's going to fulfill you in the way that you want but also the other thing is with dental hygiene those those bitches only work, and I say bitches because it's a female job. Uh huh. When I have a male dental hygienist, it's like, bring me someone that knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> those bitches only work like three days a week and make like $80,000. Yeah. So that sounds perfect to me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you'll have plenty of time to do stand up. Exactly. And so the first time you lived in Chicago, did you have roommates or how did yeah, that? Yeah, I had two roommates. Was that Zoe where you had the no, famous? No, no, I'm about to move in with Zoe. Oh, I love Zoe uh, and too. I don't even know her. I, I love Zoe so much. I don't know her at all. I've never said <laughs> hi to her. I've never. <laughs> she's going to watch. If she Zoe watches is this. just like me. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if she watches this, she's going to be like, I think your friend's a little loony. <laughs> like, he doesn't <laughs> know me. But he loves me. That's weird. <laughs> Sorry, Zoe. But No, I'm about to move in with Zoe. Because how it worked out, it actually worked out kind of perfectly. Is her roommate, Summer, um, her school does this thing called Semester in L.A. Because she goes to like an art school. Uh-huh. And so she's going to L.A. this upcoming semester and needed someone to sublease her apartment. And so it was kind of a last-minute decision. But the way everything worked out, I was like, okay, I'll sublease your apartment. Yeah. So... It kind of worked out really well that way. So you and Zoe are going to be... I saw you and Zoe were at a game. Yeah, we saw the Cubbies. Nice. Yeah, they got raped. (laughs) Well, that's not so nice. (laughs) It was a nice story until the Cubs got raped. Jesus. Does everything have to end in rape? (laughs) They lost really bad. Yeah, well, you know, that's... I guess that's baseball. Yeah. <laughs> like I know. <laughs> I guess that's baseball. You know, that's, that's how the bat swings. Yeah, uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's get off the subject because <laughs> I know nothing about baseball at all. Nothing at all. Um, what was I going to tell you though? But what? What? Okay. The, the, you know, unbothered mm-hmm. as a theme usually goes like you talk about something that bothers you until you're unbothered and i realize there may be nothing that bothers you that much but (laughs) in the stand-up world or just in general what bothers you or what is there anything that's been getting to you with stand-up um okay well there's one big thing and then i'll get to stand-up okay because i actually just talked myself into being unbothered by something my period is a week late um don't really care though because here's the thing, um, I could just go to Six Flags or something, you know? I hate you so much. <laughs> um, I'm not too worried about it at all. So I just got, I've also been drinking vitamin C like Tang. I've been drinking 4,000 milligrams a day. You know, if you want, we can walk Bijou and I'll push you down the <laughs> stairs when you least expect it. Just No, I really don't think, because I haven't been, I haven't even been attracted to anyone for like the past month. Yeah. I've been so disinterested in men. 
because I've been so happy with myself. So you don't think it's a pregnancy scare? No, I think it's just naturally. Hormonal, just yeah. something, yeah, something I a little I think I probably changed my eating pattern or something. Okay. Something, I, I don't know, maybe I gained weight, maybe I lost weight, I don't know. So I'm not that worried about it, actually. Um, and if it's actually a problem, I'll go to Six Flags, like I said. Well, I'll push you down the stairs, fun. that's a serious offer. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'll have you uh, sign a waiver before we go for our walk. <laughs> Not allowed to sue me. I'm sorry if your back gets fucked up, but at least, you know, it probably won't hurt for 18 years. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm a really hard person to get bothered, actually. So with stand-up, you're pretty much cool with everything. What do you think? Okay, so... The comics annoy the fuck out of me. But of course. Especially being a female, it's like, shut the fuck up. Well, that's something I want I keep I wanted- being held hostage. I haven't talked about it on the podcast, but I keep being held hostage. Yeah, well, that's the thing. What Do you want to say who's held you hostage or do you <laughs> just want to tell the stories? I'm not going to drop names because I haven't had like drama with them or anything. I just okay. stopped talking to them. But on two separate occasions now, I'm someone, I like to hang out. If someone asks me to hang out, I'm hanging out. Yeah. Uh, I don't do shit. I'm hanging out. Um, and so... Like, comics will ask me, like, oh, we're going here after. Or, hey, do you want to come back? We're hanging out at my place. Whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. And then when I get there, somehow everyone else didn't get the memo. And it's just me and the comic. On two separate occasions. Maybe it's my fault. Don't care. But, um... It's really annoying. It's not your fault, though. You know, it's really yeah. not. Like, I'm not one of those people that really subscribe to the, like, you know, victim blaming and stuff like that. But really, it is shitty of them because when you know that people aren't actually coming over, and that's like an old guy trick. You yeah. know, guys well, always pull that. these people were older. Yeah. Like, guys always think that they're so smart, and so it's like, I'm going to tell her that we're going to all be hanging yeah. out. Yeah, and it's like, hey, man, um, if you thought that I would actually be interested, you don't have to lie. Yeah, well, just uh, tell me what's up. We yeah. don't have to pull, pull this yeah, whole... Yeah, so it's happened on two separate occasions. I've felt forced to kiss them on two separate occasions, and I'm like, all right. It's not that big of a deal. I've been raped before, you know, so. Yeah, well, you mentioned that, uh, too, and we'll get to that. I know that, <laughs> I know that. Not by a comic, just in genre, in genre. Yeah, I know <laughs> that the, the rape should probably be more, but I'm for the gossip. So, um, with the, how, okay, how are they forcing you to kiss them, or what's, why do you feel forced to kiss them? Well, maybe forced is a bad word. Uh, it's not, but, um. I call them hostage situations because it'll just be really close. And it's just, I don't like to feel awkward. Yeah. So I'm someone that will do something just to ease the tension. So it's not exactly forced as much as it's like, I'm very uncomfortable and I think this will fix it. I'm going to tell you as your friend, because when I was a gal, (laughs) when I was a young girl myself, Guys used to do that with me Uh and they would try to force me to kiss them and stuff. And I admit when I was younger, younger, there were a few times where I went along with it. Yeah. But eventually, and you do it at your own pace, but I would say sooner than later, just learn to live with that discomfort and tell them no. And even if you have to get like a little bit stern with them and be like, you know, I'm telling you, no, there was one guy one time, uh, he was this Chola looking guy and 
you know, he was okay or whatever, but he wasn't my thing. Yeah. You know how some people, you look at them and you're like, on paper, I should be attracted yeah. to you, but I'm just not, you know? You can appreciate it, but you're not. Yeah, so he wasn't my thing. So he offers to walk me to my car after this party that I was, it was my friends Jesse and Robert were having a party. Well, they used to have like me, after Jesse hours all the time. What? Me, Jesse, and Ari? No, Jesse. <laughs> If they test me, I'm sorry. I hate you so much. I know what you're talking about. It's uh, bang, bang. <laughs> Jesse and Ari. <laughs> Jesse, I'm sorry. <laughs> Doesn't right, she say like something out of Ferrari? Or, yeah, that is bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, I hate that song because Jesse J says like something about... um. <laughs> She's got a body like an hourglass, yeah. but I can't, but like, you know, Jesse has no shape. So it <laughs> gets on my nerves. That she, yeah. That she has the hourglass line. It's like <laughs> Nikki should have the hourglass yeah. line. Ari, Ari should not have the hourglass line. Okay. Either. But continue your story. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there's another part though in seven rings where Ariana Grande <laughs> says something about, uh, her something being round like her ass or, or like, you know what I mean? Or like, I don't remember what the line is. But she says like makes reference to her ass being like round in some way. And I'm just like, I don't know who wrote that line for her, but <laughs> That's not true, Ari. Ariana Grande is very beautiful. Yeah. But she does not have. She doesn't have a badonk. She doesn't at all. Not no. and much less a badonk, a donk, donk, which mm -hmm. it would take to really do that line. We'll find it. Again, afterwards. they should have given it to Nikki. Again, yeah. But I guess they're like, we can't just have Nikki do the whole song. You guys. She's not even the strongest vocalist. Technically, she doesn't even belong with these two. You know, like singing Jesse J and Ariana. Yeah. Body, Nikki. But anyway, so this Cholo guy, <laughs> he offers to walk me to my car, which I guess is chivalrous. But me being a guy, when another guy offers to walk yeah. me to my car and I don't want to fuck him, I always feel like this is wholly unnecessary. Yeah. But, you know, if I like them, please walk me to my car. <laughs> Who knows what could happen? <laughs> It's really all up in the air. Yeah, I mean, it's dark out. <laughs> Anything could happen. I'm a little guy. 5'7", 125. <laughs> exactly. 135. Oh. I wish 125. Ooh, I would be happy. 126 was really a sweet spot for me, but it was very hard to maintain, so it wasn't really a sweet spot. It was just like when you feel an like you're disorder. really active in your eating disorder, you know? And, you know when you hit those strides with your eating disorder where you're like, this is really... <laughs> If you're going to do it, it this feels is kind of good. It does. It feels kind of good. You're not allowed to say that, but it's true. Oh my gosh. When I like wake up hungry, I'm like, oh my gosh, skinny day. Yeah. It's skinny like, day. okay. Well, <laughs> let's... That's another thing I'm doing. I think, um, I'm going to not eat for three days and try to starve this baby out. I'm so tired of you and this baby. <laughs> One of us can survive. Just have the baby and give it to me. You'll be Aunt <gasps> Claire. Gay ally Claire Holly. There you go. Okay. And nobody ever has to know that you even had the baby. You're going to be in Chicago. I know. If I had it, it would be um, the guy in Chicago that gave me strep throat and then ghosted me. Wouldn't that be kind of funny? It's an odd story. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know exactly what to do with that. <laughs> just give me the damn baby. <laughs> Can we just agree I'm getting this damn baby? I'm going to be a dad, you guys. <laughs> Beige. <laughs> You're going to have a little brother or sister. I hope the baby doesn't have strep. I don't need those medical bills. I can't afford this kid, Claire. So throw me down the stairs. <laughs> Beige, get your leash. We're going for a walk. But yeah, okay, so this Cholo guy offers to walk me to my car. And like I said, I'm not down with fucking around with him, but it's one of those eye roll. You've been there a million times yeah. where you're like, okay, I guess, yeah. you know. And so that was that was the last part of me that was like people pleasing at that time. You know, the fact that I even let him walk, walk yeah. me to my car. And so he um, is saying bye. And at the time I drove a Jeep Grand Cherokee. So, you know, he's right eye level with me in the window. And so he's like, you know, like leans into my car to give me a kiss. And then I like, you know, lean back because I don't want to give him a kiss. Well, he puts his hand behind my head, literally puts his hand behind my head like hooks and then like starts pulling my head. And so like, you know, and he was a strong guy. So as my head is getting closer to his face, I was just like, rape. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was like, you know, he's cholo. So he was like, that's fucked up. And I was like. But it's kind of true. I was like, I don't want to kiss you when you're trying to force me to kiss you by yeah. pulling my head. It's kind of true. You know, yeah, it's not rape. And then he was like, he was like, well, that's fucked up. And I was like, well, then don't do that because yeah. I don't want to kiss you. I'm not trying to be mean, but I just don't want to kiss you. Yeah. They're turning me. These guys are turning me into one grimy ass female. You know, I used to be a real sweetheart. Just start really grimy. saying no, you know, in all yeah. situations. And also, like I said, I don't blame you for ending up back at people's places when you do. But what I would do, one thing I would do is a lot of people don't like being exposed from the beginning. You can tell by the way the Las Vegas comedy scene is mad at me right now. But uh, a lot of people don't like being exposed from the beginning. So if you just ask them from the beginning, like, are there really going to be people at your place? Or is this just you tricking me into just being with you? Because if that's what it is, I'm leaving as soon as we get there. You know, that's a good way to tell them. Or once you get there, as soon as you notice nobody's there, I would be like, you know, well, if nobody else is here in 10 minutes, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. You know, but so how are they forcing you to kiss them or what was the situation? Well, there was, since there was two separate occasions, um, one was like, first of all, the most recent one, we like walked out of this place that we went to uh-huh. and I was like, okay, bye. And he like went to hug me and I was like, whatever. So I hugged him, but then like he stayed like around the waist and I was like, oh, fuck yeah i was like he got me i was like i'm strapped yeah (laughs) um so that's kind of how it was and he was like my place is right there my place i'm like i don't i'm i'm going home yeah i'm going home not to mention it was also like 5 a.m on like a weekday like i have a real human job yeah i have a real adult job someone needs to sell medicare and it's me Um, but yeah, that was one of the, the, actually that was basically both the times. Yeah. The other guy, same thing. I got caught because I'm only, I'm only five, five, you know? Yeah. But I can do. You're very pretty. Nothing against anybody. Um, well, cause you know, that makes it seem like non pretty people shouldn't be able to do this. Have you heard my new bit about that? No. Oh my God. You didn't hear it? Not yet. 
Okay. But you got to remember that. I always tell people that and not enough people listen to me on that. They always think I'm being like catty or stuff. But like when you're pretty, you have a lot of power. And I think a lot of times pretty people forget that. And so you should be very, you know, feel very confident in telling people and laying down boundaries. Because what you got to remember is... I know the guys you're talking about and that's between you and them. So it's not like I'm going to jump in and also you're a grown woman. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not like I'm going to approach them and be like, I heard or and yeah. I'm not going to say their names here. But I know the guys you're talking about and you have to remember that you're really out of their league. Yeah. And so the fact that they even got to put their paws on you in the first place, it'd be that Blessing for enough. Yeah. So enough. Get your hands off of me. I don't want to kiss you. I don't want I just yeah. want you to get away from me. You know, and be confident in that because, like, you know, people take liberties. What happened with the rape situation? Do you want to talk about that or do you not talk about that? Um, I don't really talk about it. I just it doesn't really bother me anymore. It was like four years ago. So I don't really I I get over things really quickly. Me too. I get over things. Re- I, I was over it within like a month. I was making jokes. Well, and my see, friends were like, is that healthy? And I'm like, I'm fine. Well, that's the problem, you know, because I tell people on the podcast all the time, like, you know, sexual assault, sexual harassment, anything to do <clears throat> with sex. Yeah. It's like, you know what, I mean? what, do you want me to like stew over it and like kill myself? No, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, I just won't associate with that person again. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I was talking... To my dad, not about the rape, but um, it ties into just getting over it. My dad fell off a 50-foot cliff when he was 18. Yeah. And people always ask him, they're like, did you go to therapy? Like, that must have been so traumatic. And he goes, no, I just stay away from cliffs. Well, yeah. And so that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, no, I just stay away. Like... (laughs) Yeah, well, I feel the same way. Like, you know, I've had so many things that were supposed to be traumatic happen to me. And like, that's what happened with me in that situation recently where I had my situation where I got attacked at the L.A. Uh Comedy Club. And then I went to South Point right after. And some people don't understand that thinking because they think if something bad happened one place, then you obviously wouldn't go to the other place. But to me, I'm so used to traumatic situations that I just get over it quickly and I'm like, I still have the rest of the night to finish out. Yeah, my brain automatically goes to, well, what are the odds it'll happen again? You know? Yeah. And, you know, and if it does, it's like I just had it happen. (laughs) (laughs) Knock them all out at once. (laughs) Yeah, I just had it happen. Like, let's do this while I'm still keyed up from the last one. (laughs) (laughs) This adrenaline will push me through eventually, you know, like it can't, I can't change my whole night about it. the third time, it's like, I I get the hint. (laughs) Right. You guys don't want me around. (laughs) Jesus, could have just said that. Not everybody has has to get so handsy about it, you know, like you're just at a point. Use your words, fellas. (laughs) But yeah, no, I just don't, I don't talk, I don't care. Yeah. That that ties into, it takes a lot to bother me. Yeah. And if I do get bothered, it'll take approximately at most 24 hours for me to get over it. (laughs) Well, that's the same with me too. Like, you know, I, I mentioned that on last week's episode where I said that, you know, I was a little bit like there was a point when all of that stuff, cause you know, I'll run on adrenaline and then at a point it'll sink in for me and I'll like, but I think there's a part of that. That's what people project onto you Uh for me anyway. You know what I mean? I'm not speaking for you, but for me, 
it's like so many people will be like, wow, I'm sorry. I can't believe that happened. And I appreciate it because I know that they're sincere. Yeah. But like what doesn't feel like a big deal to me will eventually start to feel like a big deal because I feel like, well, if everybody's apologizing to yeah. me for it, then maybe I should think this is a bigger deal than it is. Or maybe it should yeah. be more traumatic than I'm taking it as, you know. And so like I think sometimes I let that get in my head a little bit and that'll affect my mood. And then so like it took, you know, there was a minute there where I was like, maybe I should be kind of down or maybe I should. And then, you know, I went out that night to champagnes and then I was like, no, life is good. I'm yeah. not going to be worried about this. Yeah, no, I'm a big believer in the past is the past yeah but i'm telling you i mean like you know um really do make it your plan your mission to yeah. just get more comfortable with putting your boundaries oh, down no. yeah i'm getting real grimy and cold-hearted the past like, yeah month and, and, and a half. they can feel however they want to feel that's not on you that's not my problem yeah then and they'll try to make it seem like you know like when guys pull the you know because i'm sure you've had this one happen the oh but i'm so horny and it's like well be horny yeah like oh, that, i've told guys well sleep it off i don't know what to yeah that's not my problem you know like i don't even know what you're doing not too long ago this guy wanted me to pee on him did mm -hmm. you do it no uh -uh. i had to put down the strong boundary with him <laughs> But you get older, it gets worse, Claire. That's what I'm saying. It's, it never stops. <laughs> so you got to learn now. You know, that's why I'm trying to help you out early. So you don't end up pissing on some guy that you don't want to piss you on in it. West Phoenix. Oh, so you did it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Except for one time I did. And I do a joke about it. But there was one time that I did because I was drinking pitchers. And this guy kept buying me pitchers of beer. You know, this was back. Oh, this was his plan. Yeah, it, it was. And I hadn't realized it, you know. And but, you know, I, the joke goes that I pissed on him. I left and I was disgusted, you know, because he got in his bathtub and I pissed on him. But the money was worth it. So yeah. <laughs> and that's really what it was, you know, because he offered me money to piss on him. And I was like, well, I was going to piss anyway. That's fair. So what do I care if somebody's. And it was in a bathtub. That sounds pretty controlled. Yeah. For me, it was, you know, safe. Yeah. Because, you know, we had gone to the bar. We've been drinking yeah. pitchers. And then I finished up my last pitcher and I was like, I got to piss. And he was like, would you mind coming back? to my place and pissing on me and i was like i don't want to do that and then he was like i'll give you money and i was like how much <laughs> <laughs> now hold on <laughs> yeah let me not just say no who am i, I would do this. honestly i do the same thing i know me yeah and I, it's <laughs> like there's not there's not much I won't do for money. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be the right price. But, you know, like and as you get older, that's the other thing. Your price, you get more like, OK, I need this much because that much isn't shit. You right. know, and so but yeah, so he paid me and I pissed on him and it was. But this other guy, we were just hanging out like a hookup off grinder. Yeah. And this was maybe a month and a half ago. I ended up back at his house like last <laughs> week, <laughs> two nights ago. <laughs> You see how my boundaries work? I mean, like Was it Dakota. No, <laughs> I would piss on Dakota. <laughs> would you? <laughs> yeah. If he let me have my way with him first, <laughs> if we did all my stuff first and he was like, can you piss on me? I'd be like, you know what, Dakota? You put the cheese on my eggs. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. 
if he's gonna put the cheese you on my eggs, stir it with your dick, Dakota. I still think of that phrase sometimes, and I just laugh to myself. <laughs> it works for a lot of things. It does. Stir it with your dick. <laughs> just stir it with your dick. But yeah, I um, and so like what happened was we were fucking around. Um, I had already come. Uh-huh. I'm trying not to be graphic, you know. Would I say I got off? Uh, that doesn't sound better. I don't know what. what I beat off a little bit. I finished. <laughs> this is sounding worse. The cleaner I try to make it, the worse it you sounds. You got milked. I did get milked. <laughs> <laughs> See, that party was good at. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that. But it was also one of those. Um, because all the tattoos have yeah. put me in this position where guys that hook up with me on Grinder usually want me to use them on some level. You know, like they think more oh, like... they look very dominant. Yeah, so that's more they're thinking. Little do they know. <laughs> like, you know, I don't do all this. I'm not, you know, like, hey, so... It's good. You know what I mean? I, Once you open that mouth. <laughs> yeah, I keep it shut, too, because I need them to just do... Like, I, me and you have that in common. Like, when you said you do almost nothing... Oh, nothing. I'm the same. If someone, if you don't explicitly ask me, I won't do it. Yeah. I won't. When a guy tells me, you know, I just want you to come over and I'm going to give you head. I'm always like, yeah. yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I hope that's all he means. <laughs> I've had hookups. I just laid there. Yeah. I sit on a lot of couches. Yeah. And that's literally a request that's made of me. I just had one yesterday that was like that. I think I get around too much. Um, <laughs> I did have one just yesterday that was like that. He was like, "Come." He was like, uh, "I'm just basically looking for a beep to worship." And then I was like, "I think I'm your guy." <laughs> and so he was like, "Just come in, make yourself comfortable on the couch." And he tried to do that thing where he wanted me to just walk in his place, get naked, and like you know. Ugh. If you answer the door, I'll do that. But I'm not just going to walk in yeah. to a house I've never been make in. Make yourself at home. Yeah, no, because you could be setting up one of your exes yeah. that doesn't know I'm coming. Or I don't know what's happening, yeah. so I'm just not doing it. But I was like, you know, come to your door. Hit me up when you're ready to come to your door. Because by this time, I was already outside of his place because he gave me his address and was like, yeah. head over here. And so what by was this, it? Huh? What was the address? Um, I think it was 2544 Monroe. Okay. I think it was 2544. It could have been 2455. Arizona? Phoenix. Okay. Specifically. <laughs> that is, I think, the real address. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> I really tried to remember it, you know? Like, I you think could it have was made something up so easily. 2544, 2545. Anyway, it's... <laughs> 2455. And anybody that knows Phoenix is like, this bitch is trashy, you know? Because... <laughs> So I went and it was this, I guess I shouldn't be too descriptive now that I gave the address. <laughs> so it had a red door. It was yeah, it was white painting. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> there was three windows out the front. Anyway. <laughs> See, I, and I'm probably not going to beep that out. I'm just going <laughs> to let it be what it was. It was what it was. Um, but anyway, so I go to this place and, you know, we hang out or whatever. That was that guy. Okay. But the other one that wanted me to pee on him the first time I went over to his place, he, um, you know, was just taking care of me, you could say. Yeah. And then after I was done, then he was like, 
will you piss on me? And I was like, no. And he was like, come on. And then he just started trying to like, you know, rub my hips like it was going to like he was going to conjure it or something like that. (laughs) He was manifesting. Yeah, he was manifesting. And it it like, you know, and it got very uncomfortable because he kept asking me. And then I got like, no. And I had to just say it like that. And, you know, I was just like, no, I'm not going to piss on you. And then the other night was uncomfortable. I had to leave. Yeah. His roommate was home. Oh. But his roommate was in the bedroom, like passed out. And I was hearing like, because he was like, you know, it's a complicated situation. And I was like, that sounds like it could be weird. And he was like, he's drunk. So he's asleep. We'll fuck around in the living room. And, you know, sound like a roommate. Yeah, that's. And so uh, but it was dark. You know what I mean? When I got there, I was like, all right. So. Yeah. But, you know, then I just at a point said I was uncomfortable and I wanted to leave. And then he kept trying to, like, keep me from putting my clothes back on. And I couldn't be loud because his roommate was asleep and I didn't know what that was about. And so finally, I literally growled at him. What? I didn't know what else to do. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, <laughs> you growled. Yeah. And so. Uh, I don't even have anything to say about that. Neither do I. I'm not proud of it. It's just, you know, when you don't know what to do and you're like, maybe this will work. You know, it's just what naturally comes out. And so then he let me leave. Yeah, (laughs) I gave him my little monster, my Lady Gaga. Yeah, paws up. (laughs) But yeah, and so um, he let me leave at that point or I left at that point. Um, I wouldn't say let me because you were freed from your shackles. At this point, nobody's letting me do anything. You know, I'll (laughs) fucking get out of there. (laughs) Um, But uh, so I got out of there and really it was like I said, partly because I was uncomfortable, uh-huh. but it was also partly because another guy had hit me up on Grinder, and I kind of wanted to see what that was about. And I was like, this is boring. I don't want to just fuck around with this guy in the quiet. Yeah. In the dark. And, you know, it was what it was. But anyway, back to you. I'm like, I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? All I know is if I have a guest on, I shouldn't do too much talking. <laughs> too late. <laughs> Reported, reported, reported. <laughs> yeah, I should I should let you do more of the talking. <laughs> but like overall, what would you say comedy is like being a woman in comedy? I don't know. I have fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have fun. Um, I don't really talk to many f- other women comics, so I don't really know what they're up to. But <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know because I feel like. Um, obviously not all of them, but I feel like a bunch of female comics, at least at like open mics and stuff, are very um, politics centered. Mm-hmm. And I'm way too retarded to talk politics. Yeah, like so you, you think they're political? I'd rather have way more. I'd rather have fun than talk about feminism and politics and stuff like that. So, I, yeah, I feel like women are more political at open mics. That's why I feel about a lot of the gays. You think? I don't know. I don't really. You're the only gay I talk to. Yeah, the gays in comedy are a little bit too, like, you know, want to push whatever. They hate Chick-fil-A. Yeah, and but it's like I'm just I'm just here to have fun and tell my stupid jokes. That's what I feel like, too. So I don't really have a lot of time for that. And it makes people drink, mad. Have fun. And go home. You have been getting down lately. I saw you having I shots. Have, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I saw you having shots on Insta. I was like, look at us doing it big on a Monday. 
I remember. No, it was Tuesday because you were at <laughs> Champagne's. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know she was at Champagne's right now. <laughs> I have been getting down lately. In my mind, I get mad at me when you don't tell me you're in the area or I get mad at you when you don't tell me really? you're in the area when you like because you were at uh, Dive like a couple weeks ago or last week. Yeah. And then you were at Champagne's like right before that. And I was like, she never tells me. And then I'm like, well, I wouldn't go anyway. So I don't know why I care. <laughs> I, thought, I would tell you, but I'm like, at that point, I was like, Ty's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's true. So it's just like one of those things where you're like, she should have told me. And then it's like, for what? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, Ty doesn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I always catch myself. I'm like, well, when I want to see Ty, I always ask you if you're going to Chonkla's. Yeah. I always ask you every Wednesday. I'm like, are you going to Chonkla's? <laughs> Because that one, I'm like, I need Ty there. <laughs> and I don't blame you, yeah, because yeah. Chonkla's is its own thing. But you got to do go up at Chonkla's last week. Yeah, it went pretty good. Yeah, said, it looked like it. I'm going to be put up two more times before I leave. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. Good. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I was glad you got up at Chonkla's. I um don't stay in the room for almost anybody, though, you know, just because I'm very self-centered. Like, I don't listen to anyone either. If I'm not up, <laughs> nobody's up. <laughs> <laughs> nothing i need to be paying attention to on stage it's just what it is it doesn't matter how they do i don't care you know before you go on i'll be like kill it claire but yeah, you know that's, leave. yeah that's my version of support you know it's just i what no, i told I really, her to kill it i don't it. need uh i don't need you to babysit me i figure not you know you seem pretty like you got it and i watched for a little while like when i took your picture yeah. uh, and then put that on what's it called i was watching at that point and i also noticed claire gave out her mother's actual phone number 702 will you <laughs> not do it this will last and people will call you know they'll be like did you they're know that your dressed, daughter but they're gonna call bonnie they will call bonnie they will bonnie will be like the white woman's called tyrone yeah. <laughs> It seemed like it went well. And if you got, you know, you got told you're going to be back two more times before you leave, which is in less than a month. Yeah. Then you must have done well. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I love Chonkla's me personally because like for me, I just feel like they're very family to me, even Jack. And that's what like when there was that rumor going around that I wasn't allowed at Chonkla's, that was the most ridiculous thing in the world because it's like, really, Chonkla's? everywhere. Yeah, that's like telling people that, you know, I'm not allowed at my parents' house. Yeah. Like, you know, there's just places. Well, they call you what? You're the house mom? Yeah, they I'm the house mom. <laughs> and Megan, the owner, you know, she's always telling me how welcomed I am there, you yeah. know, and I, like, her and I are mutual admiration society. We're yeah. both always like, hey, hey, you know, <laughs> hugs, we talk for a minute. It and you know like catch up real quick and she'll bitch at me about whatever's going on you know like whether it's an employee fucking up or just something that's happening yeah. with the property in general or you know like so it's that kind of situation so when that was the thing it was like you don't know how off you are right now stop yeah. spreading rumors no chongles is super fun yeah and i but i i wish in in that way i wish i was still drinking they make their drinks strong as fuck there i don't doubt it they make them strong yeah oh my god it seems like it would be a good place to get drunk and i'm so comfortable there i know i could but i just don't want to drink yeah that's all i've been like i, I don't i haven't smoked 
I haven't even done I haven't even done coke or anything in a while either. I've just um, I've just chose the healthier option with the drinking. <laughs> she has vodka crayon, so she thinks the cranberry is making it healthy. That's my urinary tract health. Yeah, I know it is really though. It is. I used to think that way too when I was younger. I'd be like, well. <laughs> These my kidneys are going to be I used good. to be a Long Island girl, and y'all are lucky that's not me anymore. I used to be a Long Island girl. <laughs> it's so fun. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Long Island's had me on way too many sidewalks. Yeah, it was same here. And then, you know, once I got older and the alcohol didn't, because, you know, like yeah. when you're younger, you can do the well. And, yeah. you know, you can just tell them, just make me a Long Island. Yeah. So then my drinks got really expensive when I got a little bit older. And I realized because somebody told me, you know, you don't get as bad of a hangover if you drink high end alcohol yeah. because the distillation process is different. And so I tried that and that made sense. It actually worked. Yeah, I don't uh, get hangovers at this point. Yeah, because you're young. Yeah. Neither did I when I was young. And but then I had to graduate to top shelf Long Island's. So they were expensive, but, you know. They got the job done. They sure did. And you only need, like, two or three of them. My ex-boyfriend I used to live with was the worst alcoholic in the world. And he would drink four locos every day and throw up every night. Oh, no. I know. And he was, he was young. I think he was, like, 25 or 26. He was still young. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's fucked. And then he tried to kill himself in front of me. What'd he do? He tried to overdose. Really? Yeah, but then he, like, threw up blood in his sleep. And I was like, oh. Because, you know, after a point, you get, like, numb to it when you're in a relationship like that. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. when you're living with them. I was like, yeah. what now? Like, what now? Um, but then he woke up. Well, at first, I checked his phone. Because I was like, what the fuck? Did he tell anyone? Um, and the last person he DM'd was Little Peep's mom. <laughs> and it said, it was like, thank you so much for bringing Little Peep into the world. Blah, blah, blah. This was after Little Peep had died. Did he know Little Peep's mom? No. He didn't know little people. So how did he message her? What? Like Instagram direct. Oh my God. <laughs> this guy had a problem. Yeah, he was fine. I don't know where he is now. I woke up one day, all his stuff was gone. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Oh yeah, you told me yeah. about him. Yeah, that's a weird way. Do you think that, like, do you have any, like, abandonment issues towards relationships because of that? Or has it not? No. No, I think that would do something to me if I woke up and somebody was completely gone. You know, I think that would make me just... I don't know. I haven't been in another relationship since that. Okay. I know it's kind of messed up my um, perception of... Because in that relationship, he didn't work. I did everything. Like, I paid for everything. I paid rent. I paid everything. Um, so it's kind of messed up the way that, like, when I go out with a guy... I expect the bare minimum and I'm like, oh, I'm swept <laughs> off my feet. <laughs> if someone opens the door for me, I'm like. <laughs> 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 so that's, I think, the only way that relationship affected me. I've been in both situations. I have no expectations at all. <laughs> yeah, I've been in both, you know, where I've been fully taken care of. And then I've been in relationships where I've been taking care yeah. of everything. I'm but trying to get in one where I'm taken care of. I just want one now that's like truly. And this is what I wanted with my ex, too. I would like one that's truly a partnership. 
Yeah. And, you know, sometimes in a partnership, they have to take care of you and sometimes you have to take care of them. But there's no like set dynamic. It's just, you know, and ideally when things are working out, you're both kind of 50 50 or pretty close to it. You're never going to be unless you're both miserable bitches. Right. That are like, you know, oh, well, I paid for this last time. So now you have to. And I don't ever want to be in that. But, you know, where it feels equal is where I want to be at. And so, um, yeah, I get it when you say that part. Like and yeah. That has that was my thing for a while, because, you know, when I was younger, obviously doing sex work, you make a lot of money. Yeah. And I would end up with these guys that were really my thing, but they were either losers. Yeah. Or they turn into losers from dating me because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because when guys feel like they don't have to worry about anything, then suddenly they'll miss work. And then before you know it, they don't have a job and they know that you're going to take care of it. And also there's a part of you or there's a part of me that felt like, well, I got us anyway. And so I would kind of floss that quite a bit, you know, where it's like basically you don't have to work because either way I'm going to have it. And so then in my mind for a long time, that was the, you know, like the way that I saw a relationship being like, I'm supposed to take care of everything. So I get that, but snap yourself out of that too while you're young. Yeah. I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to be as grimy as i can right now you know <laughs> you deserve to be treated like a lady you know, know you need somebody that's gonna treat you right so i need to call jordan underwood you know what i'm so tired of you jordan underwood from the local trash podcast everybody the good baby the good baby from the local trash podcast Oof. you know i love jordan but he he there's an expression that reminds me of jordan that uh the gays used to always say and that expression is girl you are too many things (laughs) (laughs) that is jordan (laughs) she's always into something you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) so when i think of jordan i'm always like girl you are too many things (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um i think i've also rung out here's the thing i don't know i know you're on grinder yeah you're not on any other app no i'm not tinder I'm, i'm a tinder girl okay and Vegas guys are just so ugly and you don't realize it till you go somewhere else. Yeah. And then you're like swiping and you're like, what the fuck? And that's another thing. When I was in Chicago, because I had just visited recently too, um, the guys there are so hot. And there I'm even hotter because it's not the West Coast. It's the Midwest. Yeah. So I'm ranking high. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait to ring out their dating scene. Well, that's what I always tell everybody about, you know, if you're not hitting where you're at, change your geography. Yeah. You know, that's like, you know, it, I tell gay you guys. It's all a that. real thing. Midwest 10, West Coast 6, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And I it's tell gay guys that all the time, you know, when they're like, nobody hits me up on Grinder. I'm like, drive to another side of town. Because sometimes even like, you know, just the side of town you're on will help you out. You know, like if you go like if you're a guy that's, you know, Mexican, like you're brown skin, like, you know, like my type. If I go to like a rougher neighborhood, it's fish in a barrel. You know what I mean? Like all the rough guys like me because they're rough, too. And it's like, you know, they see a lot of tattoos. A lot of times they have a lot of tattoos. Also, if I'm in a really nice, like upscale white area. A lot of times that'll be really good for me, too, because they're like, you know, oh, he looks like he's a little bit dangerous. Little do they know. (laughs) No, yeah, it's definitely people that don't believe that are stupid. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, 
I would get because it shows you on Tinder if someone like super likes you. Uh huh. And here in Vegas, I'll get like one or two, whatever. There, it was just like, oh my god, I would get like four a day, three or four a day. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, Little Rock, Arkansas was great for me. Little Rock? Little Rock, Arkansas, Wichita, Kansas, you know, a lot of the places I perform. And they like in a lot of cases, they don't have a lot of Mexican guys at all. So like they see me and they're like, okay, let me let me get in on this action. Yeah. And so, yeah, those those are good places for me, too. Here's good. But here's good because I rung Las Vegas Tinder dry. Well, you know, by a lot of them. I still talk to one. One good one. Which one was it? Or do I remember? Did I not meet Probably him? But did I see him? Probably he's the hot one. I okay. showed you pictures of him. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, I remember. I felt bad because he hit me up on Wednesday. He's the one that was like, hit me up after the show. And I was like, I'm going to Blueberry fucking Hill. <laughs> yeah, we did go to Blueberry Hill. But, you know, if you had stayed here, because uh, you were saying that you were going to move to this building or, you yeah. know, like, like if you had moved here. Yeah. You wouldn't have found anything serious, but you would have found a lot of different stuff. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because we are right near the strip. Yeah. So my grinder grid is always changing because yeah. there's so the many. Yeah. So many tourists. I think coming that's in. annoying, though. I don't like the tourists. It works for me because, mm. you know, like, but also in a lot of cases, I'll have the tourists come to me because I don't want to deal with tra- parking on Traffic, the strip. Yeah. You know, like parking on the strip, just going to a parking garage and all that yeah, and sometimes it's, it's paid and all of that for what yeah i don't i don't do that except for there was this one guy that was really really cute and he was staying at the aria mm-hmm. and he like told me his like name and was like you know when you get here go to ballet and just charge the parking to my room oh so he was rolling yeah and so like in that situation it was like yeah i'll do that because yeah. then i don't even have to deal with the parking garage so yeah. let alone paying you know just all the yeah. way around if it's a nice hotel too it's like yeah and he had the body that i really like uh-huh like oh, he so was, he was just checking all the boxes he was like my real thing you know yeah. like if he had been local I would have tried to really make that happen. Yeah. I don't remember where he was from. I don't remember what city he know. was from. My also problem is I think because um, guys don't take me on dates mm-hmm. ever. I wish they did. <laughs> but they don't. <laughs> um, maybe it's because I have huge tits. You think that's my problem too? Mm-hmm. I don't go on a lot of dates. But yeah. I never considered the size of my breasts. Yeah, but that's kind of turning me like cold heart because like if i talk if i match with you and the first thing is like do you have a snapchat hey you're a grown-up get off snapchat but i do and it's it's holy claire (laughs) but what's what's the correlation do you think between your boobs and not getting on dates do you think guys just think of you in a sexual way right from the beginning yeah i think guys look at me in a sexual way rather than a romantic way yeah yeah which not my problem to be fair, the women I looked up to growing up were, like, look, like, just trash. Like, I grew up, I'm Sicilian. I grew up looking at, like, the mob wives, and I was like, these are the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my whole life. They are, though. <laughs> know. You know what I mean? Like, So, I am like, if I went to Jersey, I would fucking kill it. Are you joking? Oh, my God. Yeah. But, um, 
But yeah, no, I think uh, people don't look at me in a romantic way, but that's fine. Well, Chicago is mobby. It is. Not as mobby as like Staten Island or Jersey. But yeah, but you can find mobby in Chicago. I know. So That's like my dream. Maybe you'll I find your prince. Men. So do I. They're so hot. Yeah. I don't care. Tony Soprano, if he was to, when I die, my first stop is James Gandolfini. I hate you so much. <laughs> Yeah, I um, have always liked the guys because, you know, like when I was younger, I would hook up with guys like that. Like the well, ones such like a position of power. Yeah. And it's like such a macho thing. I love ma- like I love manly men. Yeah, I hooked up with plenty of the guys that I didn't mm-hmm. know what they did for a living. And I wouldn't, you know, there's yeah, no the dream. You don't ask questions. It's just it is what it is. When they wear like the cornicello and shit, I'm like, I know what you are. Yeah, I dated this guy named Dennis that was <laughs> the menace. Dennis was Italian <laughs> and Dennis I don't even know if Dennis was his real name. <laughs> <laughs> but Dennis was Italian and uh he was the kind that one time he wanted me to go to LA with go to LA with him, you know, that's when I was living here in Vegas. Uh-huh. I was living at the Thunderbird. Vegas is pretty mobby. Yeah. yeah. And this was like he was one of the guys from that you know what yeah. i mean like that was his <laughs> yeah. thing and er, like everybody else knew it but you know i had to pretend to be like oh i don't know what he does right uh, but and i like i said i didn't ask him any questions because i don't want to know not your business yeah i don't want to like know anything yeah. ever i want to be able to honestly say i don't know if anybody yeah. asked me any questions and so i never asked him any questions but you know like one time there was a bar that was called good times right where the liberace museum used to uh-huh. be um, right on, I think that's Flamingo, no, Tropicana. And yeah. so I used to go there. And so that used to be the place to go on Mondays. And one Monday I went there and then he was like, uh, he was like, I, I got to go to LA, go to LA with me. And I was like, I got to do laundry. And then he was like, he was like, we'll buy clothes when we get there. And I was like, all right. And then I was like, I also got to pay my rent. And then he was like, <laughs> he was like I'll pay your rent. And I was like, <laughs> All right. And I was like, you can pay weekly or monthly. That's the other thing is the mob guys always take care of their people. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Well, I told him you could pay weekly or monthly. And then he was like, he was like, I'll pay for the month. And I was like, (laughs) all right, then let's go. And so (laughs) he gave me money. What you like, you know, in case we got separated when we got there, he made me mad at a point, uh, you know, because like he really partied and we were doing coke on the way over uh-huh. there you know like we were as we we're because he we drove over there you know because it was the middle of the night i don't know why we had to drive but we had to drive <laughs> and so maybe because he had to take coke or i don't know <laughs> but like you know so we did coke we went and we went shopping and stuff like that and then we had this huge argument at the end of the night because you know we got drunk together he was talking to me about other guys like with me like you know in that shitty way where he was like yeah i would just hate to see you fucking another guy and whatever and i was like why are we even talking about this why is this a why thing are we talking about things that aren't happening yeah and so he's like started this whole coked out argument with me and it turned into this whole fucking thing and it was a nightmare night you know like the yeah. whole night was a nightmare and like you know there's nothing i could do about it because you can't like call hotel security or whatever because right. That turns into a whole nother thing. You know what I mean? And yeah, if you're some fuck up that I don't like or you're some yeah. comic that's like me as a grown man now. But when I was younger and you're in that life, yeah. and you, you know, you don't even that's not even a real option. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like just fucking bear this out. And tomorrow you do what you do. Yeah. So I still had his money, you know, the money that he gave me in case we got separated. So I would have like money to walk around with. And so what I did was as soon as he left for the gym in the morning, we were staying at the Ramada on West in West Hollywood on Santa Monica. So as soon as he left for the gym in the morning, 
um, I just went ahead and grabbed my shopping bags and got um, a taxi to the airport and I bought a ticket right there at the airport to fly myself back to Vegas. And so I flew myself back to Vegas and then like two weeks later, he called me and he was like, you know, I think it was such a classy thing that you saw that we weren't getting along and you just flew yourself home instead of making it into a problem. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, cool, thanks. And then he was it like, took him two weeks to say that. Yeah. And he was like, uh, he was like, but it was a blowout, you know, the oh. night before. So <laughs> it was like, it was appropriate to let it all cool down. You know what I mean? I didn't want to hear from him. He didn't want to hear yeah. from me. And both of us were really into it. You know, I was like yelling, yelling. Yeah. It was, I'm surprised nobody called hotel security on us, you know? And so then he was like, he was like, meet me at, um, not good times flex, which is still here, you know, on uh -huh. Charleston. He was like, meet me at flex. Uh, I want to give you your money back for the flight. And I was like, I used your money. And then he was like, I don't care about that. I just think it was a great thing. So come get your money at flex. Yeah. And so I went to go meet him at flex. We got coked out again that night. I kicked him out of my house for telling me he loved me. And then we never talked again after that. <laughs> a true love story. Yeah. Well, you know, because I, uh, I hate that when guys lie to you. Yeah. Because I knew he didn't love me. Yeah. Like, you know, I knew he was very attracted to me. Yeah. You know, but he was he, lusting. yeah, he didn't love me. And yeah. so I like when he told me he loved me, I told him one time, stop. And then he tried to keep no but you don't understand. I do love you. And I was like, please stop. It's insulting. And we were both drunk again. Yeah. And coked out again. And so I was like, then like, I need you to leave. Leave now. Yeah. And so I remember walking him to the elevator and hitting the button. <laughs> That's how annoyed I was as I walked <laughs> into the elevator. Because, you know, I lived in a building and I had to walk him to the elevator. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, there was this one time with this um, guy. I hate when... The thing that happens to me is guys will tell me they want to take me out mm -hmm. and then like either like I'll get to their apartment and they're like, I don't feel like going out anymore. Or like they'll be like, yeah, we'll go out later, whatever. And like we hook up because also I want to like just that's the other thing that gets me like don't lie about wanting to take me out. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, but like that's where but I got like into an argument about it one time because I was annoyed. This is like the only time I've like gone into an argument because he like wasn't responding to me and i replied i kept i texted my basically myself because he wasn't replying uh -huh. and i was like were you actually gonna take me out or were you just saying that and being a bitch and he like replied and he was like no i'm just so stressed at work and i was like shut up fag <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when i was like all right <laughs> because if i'm arguing with a guy i get down. like that's why i don't like to argue a lot because if i'm arguing with you i want you to die yeah take, well that's why it takes so much for me because i want someone to die yeah i don't i very rarely argue with guys anymore like now yeah, there's when nothing I, argue, argue I want about. them to die i'll say whatever it takes to make them feel the worst yeah and so with i the, don't do it with the date thing like you know i very rarely go on dates anymore but yeah. when somebody says they're gonna take me on a date i go old school on them in that way yeah. Like, you know, that's where I would tell you, like, don't meet them at their apartment. Yeah, you no, come that pick was, me up. That argument came before I came to the conclusion that I was like, oh, these guys aren't looking at me romantically. Yeah. Which I'm it's a realization I'm at peace with. So I don't care. Um, but that was before that. So I was just, like hurting. I yeah. Was like, this keeps happening. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, 
But now I'm like very at peace with it. I don't know. I mean, like be at peace with it, but don't ever think that you don't deserve more. You know, like if you decide once you decide you want a boyfriend, you can have it. It's just a matter of like the other thing that people forget with guys is guys will do with whoever, whatever they think they can get away with. Yeah. And so once you start putting down those boundaries, once you decide what it is you want, then you can start like guiding them towards what it is you actually want from them. Like with me, all these guys, I just want to, you know, like if I want anything, it's a hookup. Yeah. And then to be done. But when I want to date somebody like with my ex that I was um, engaged to like that, I just completely guided, even though we met under the shadiest, dirtiest circumstances. Yeah, When it comes to dating, I'm very old school. Mm -hmm. Like you plan the date. You if it's after the first date, you pick me up, you plan the date, you pay for the date, whatever. I'm very old school in that way. Um, But yeah, no. Sometimes I just want to go to their apartment. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And I'll know I want to date someone if I kiss them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, or if I want to kiss them. Because oh, sometimes really? I won't kiss them and I'll want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just like, let's not confuse this. But like, if I really want to kiss them, then in my head, I'm like, I want to see them again. I'll see if we can. Yeah. And then I'll take it to a more, uh, like, you know, dating style. Yeah. And I'll say that ex we were talking about earlier, he's probably, um, I've had two exes, but he was, like, my real, like, serious relationship. Mm -hmm. And with him, we basically moved in after a couple weeks. So I also have no perception of how things should go (laughs) at all. Like, I have no perception. Like, my friend, um, Summer, she just started dating a guy and they were on like their third date. And I was like, you still haven't, you still haven't kissed him. You still haven't fucked him. I'm like, what the hell? Cause I have no perception. I have no perception at all. Well, my thing is sex first date second. Like that's yeah. where I'm at in my life now. And then the other thing is, and this has been my entire like dating career. Uh-huh. We move in basically after the first good night. Yeah. Either you just start staying at my place and you might not officially move in for a month, but you're you never go home. You know, you just like, (laughs) what do you mean you're going to your place? Are you fucking someone else? You know what I mean? Like it it turns very that (laughs) I wish I was more grown up, but that's what it turns into. It's like you're not spending the night with me tonight. Yeah, no, I have no perception at all. So I'm going to your place. Oh, should I pack a bag? Yeah. <laughs> do I grab beige or? That's it too. I can get very clingy. Like we were talking about this, I think on our way back from Arizona, um, where like one time I was like in bed and we were sleeping and he like rolled away. So he wasn't <laughs> facing me. And I was like, oh, we're fighting. I was like, we're fighting right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I always know my relationships are over when I accidentally call them my ex when I'm talking yeah, to somebody t- else. That's <laughs> happened every relationship where i've just accidentally been like yeah my ex and then i'm like oh my god we're done (laughs) he's already done in your head yeah in my head we're already broke up but oh well anyway you guys this this episode i feel like you got to meet claire you guys i laughed enough i think but at the same time i wasn't ridiculously Last time, I couldn't get a hold of myself. Sorry, we had too much fun. It was fun. <laughs> uh, this time was fun, too. But I, I wanted, like, my goal this time really was to, like, chat with you and have oh, people yeah? 
get to a real know combo? you. Yeah, I wanted people to get to know you because, you know, when you're back, Unbothered will be even bigger. Uh-huh. And by then, everybody will be in love with me again. And I'll still not want to be around most of you. Uh, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, fellas. I'm not going to be mad. I just... <laughs> Most of you aren't that interesting. Uh, and you won't be in two years. You know my or... least favorite kind of comic? What kind? One that like comes up to you and only talks the technicalities of comedy. It's like, shut the fuck up. They're usually the worst, too. You know what I mean? They're not even funny, usually. It's just I like... Know. They're like talking the technicalities. I'm like, can I just have fun here? Yeah, it's theory. Obviously, I already know the technicalities. You just saw me crush. Yeah, it's theory for Let them. Let me drink my vodka crayon. I hate you so much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... Where is it? They can find you again. I need to like change all my handles to the same thing, but I don't want to because all my usernames are fun. At Twitter at SMDWMD, suck my dick weapon of mass destruction is what that stands for. Twitter. Instagram at Hugh.Heffer, H-A-F-F-E-R. Instagram. Facebook is just my name, Claire Holly. H-A-W-L-E-Y. Yep. And I do have Snapchat, Holy Claire. I don't add anyone back though. And then... At some point this month, I'll be at Chonkless two other times. And yeah. I'm going to be in L.A. August 28th. So August 28th, you're going to be in L.A.? I'm are you LA. performing there? Yeah. What, what are you going to be doing? Um, I'm just doing a guest spot on Kyle Anderson's show. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will be there. <laughs> nice. That's the backyard show, right? Right. All right. Well, that was Claire Hawley, everybody. And I appreciate you guys watching yet another episode of Unbothered by Tyra Vera. I don't know what I'm going to talk about next time because really all the drama has kind of dissipated as far as I go. And um, I'm not really letting anybody get on my nerves because none of these people matter and they're not going to matter. I mean, mark my words. None of these are going to be breakout stars. But... I will figure out something to be unbothered about. Until then, the only thing I ask that everybody do is stay unbothered. <laughs> <laughs>